every night, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends to the lowest heavens and he calls out, calling out, saying, what does he say? He says, who is there seeking forgiveness? At the time when the third of the night remains, who is there seeking forgiveness so I can forgive? Who is there repenting so I can accept? Who is there asking me any of their needs so that I can give? If you look carefully at that hadith, there is no precondition of having fulfilled tahajjud or having read salah. It's an open invitation from Allah to say, you want to seek forgiveness? Here I am. You want to repent? Here I am. You want to ask me anything? Here I am. I know of people who set their clocks for the time of tahajjud, even if, even if subhanallah, they haven't fulfilled the tahajjud, but they will get up and call out to Allah, feeling the presence that, you know what? I can, this call is from Allah yaqeenan. There is no doubt that Allah is calling. Imagine when you get up and you can actually look at the time and say, wow, Allah is calling. Allah is calling me. Oh Allah, I'm the one I'm seeking. Oh Allah, me, I want forgiveness. Oh Allah, forgive me. I have a need. I'm calling out to you. I know that you're, you're here to answer me. Call out to Allah. He will give you what you want. If it is Tawbah and Istighfar, He will forgive you. If it is anything else, He will grant it to you when He knows it's the right time. He will give you what He knows is better for you. Subhanallah. So this is the time of Tahajjud. That is the most blessed time of the night. It's the early hours of the morning we call it, right? The last part of the night is the time of Tahajjud. It's splendor, it's goodness, it's greatness. Meaning the value of that night is not based on the Tahajjud, but it's the night itself. The fact that Allah is calling out and Allah descends to the lowest heaven. So now you need to know something. We will call out to Allah, but we will also engage in Ibadah. Ibadah meaning acts of worship. Call out to Allah. I need to thank Allah, praise Allah, Subhanallah. So there are few things you should do and could do. Number one, Dhikrullah, the praise of Allah, the remembrance of Allah. The Quran is part of Dhikrullah. You can read the Quran. It's a blessed time. Subhanallah, you would actually be encouraged to engage in Salatul Tahajjud with units of two, two. Salatul Layli Mathna Mathna. The Prophet says that the, the Salah of the night is read in twos. So we read them in twos. That's the recommended, the proper way of doing things. So you read them in twos, but on condition that you are doing it with your whole heart, no rush at all. And you do it for the sake of Allah. At that juncture and at that time, when you put your head on the ground in sujood for the sake of Allah, you are actually the closest you could ever be to Allah. The closest that a slave can be to his Lord is when he is in prostration. You know, when you want to look at the value of prostration, ask yourself, would I ever put my, he my head down in that condition in front of a king or a, or a person or a, or a monument or a statue? Absolutely not. Never. Worship is for Allah and Allah alone. 
So that's why no matter how big I may be, how wealthy, how powerful, how healthy, how, how many kids and grandkids and great grandkids I have, but I am nothing but a slave of Allah, the Lord of the worlds. I will drop in sujood for the sake of Allah. تَتَجَافَى جُنُوبُهُمْ عَنِ الْمَضَاجِئِ يَدْعُونَ رَبَّهُمْ خَوْفًا Surah Sajda speaks about those who forsake their beddings at night. In order to worship Allah, Allah praises them and tells them, For you is Jannah. Jannah. You really believe in the last day. Because to worship Allah at night, nothing will inspire you unless you really believe in Allah and the last day. We have problems. We want solutions to our problems. At one stage, I tried asking people who came to me to say, I have a problem. And I tell them, did you call out to Allah in the last third? So many people used to say no, that I stopped asking. I just used to inform them, try calling out to Allah. Imagine we're saying try calling out to Allah. What try? You're supposed to start off by calling out to Allah. If you have, if you have a problem and you haven't made tahajjud or you haven't called out to Allah at the time of tahajjud and you are going to seek solution elsewhere, you've lost the plot. You've lost the plot. It's Allah. Allah has the solution to your problem. Allah has everything. And you haven't yet called out to Him and you're coming to me and to others to help you to resolve a matter when Rabbul Izzati wal Jalal was not called out to. Where is your ibadah of the night? You need it. Subhanallah. May Allah guide us. So when we speak of Rasulullah I guarantee you and I'm telling you he did not need to call out every day and to make dua and istighfar. He was not a person who was sinful at all. But he did it so that we could follow that example. Here we are claiming to be the lovers of Muhammad How many of us have read Salatul Tahajjud in the last 30 days? 30 days gone by. You haven't even read Tahajjud. Brother says, I get up, but because I need a bath, you know, I feel lazy. What? How could you say that? How could you do that? Subhanallah. When you were intimate with your spouse, it was nice. You enjoyed it, right? Remember, the bath is part of the package. Allahu Akbar. May Allah help us. It should be an honor. But I'm shy. You know, people will hear the water at that time of the night. They know what happened at night. How can you say that for the sake of Allah? Teach your children and your family members there's nothing wrong. They need to know when they grow up that I will shower. So what if everyone in the house knows what happened? It was a sadaqah. Let it, let it be. Allahu Akbar. We are shy of halal and we are not shy when it comes to haram. How many men are aware of the girlfriends of their friends but they cover up when it comes to their wives? Why? Because a lot are guilty. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us understanding. So to have that shower, I'm saying a shower, but we're talking of a ghusl. At that time of the night, for the sake of Allah, is an ibadah. Remember that. It's an act of worship. How many of you, or how, let's word it differently, how many of us would miss Salatul Fajr with the excuse of I need a shower? So Allah Almighty has given us beautiful instructions in this revelation. There is a verse that's repeated a lot. 
that we should be speaking about often. And when we reconnect with this particular verse, we will realize it encompasses almost the whole of our lives. What is this verse? It is verse number 90 of Surah An-Nahl, where Allah speaks about Himself. And as a result, He wants us to learn these qualities. Inna Allaha ya'muru bil-adli. It is an instruction. So he's talking about himself. What does he instruct? Allah instructs the following. So Allah speaking about what his instruction is. Now here are qualities he wants us to learn from. He wants us to obey because he is saying, this is my instruction. The first thing he says, Al-Adl. Allah instructs justice. Allah instructs that you are just. Justice at the beginning with your maker would ensure that you worship him alone. No one besides he who made you deserves to be worshipped. That is the highest form of justice, is to offer worship where it is belonged only, nowhere else. But by extension, justice refers to everything else to do with what is right and wrong, what is fair and balanced, a judging between people in a matter you need to be fair, you need to fear the Almighty, and you need to be unbiased. So Allah instructs you to be just. He instructs you to be kind, to be good, to be kind. So that's the second in the order. You are just. And then you are taught to be kind. And he wants you to give to your relatives who are in need. doesn't mention the need. It just mentions giving the relatives. But what's understood is, yes, exchanging gifts may be one thing. But more importantly, when people related to you are in need and you have a little bit excess from what you need, Allah expects you to reach out to them and give. Don't be miserly. Why? Because Allah gave you what you have in the first place. He wants to see, do you give others in need? And Allah Almighty thereafter says, Allah Almighty prohibits. He has warned us through a prohibition of three things. That doesn't mean that there are only three things in the list of prohibitions by Allah. But in this particular verse, there are three things being mentioned. Allah prohibits immorality, anything immoral. We shouldn't be looking at others with an eye of belittlement, thinking that these people will never come to the right path. Perhaps their struggles, who knows? Allah knows them. And this is why Allah says, Yanha anil fahsha. Allah prohibits immorality of all sorts. That would include adultery, it would include pornography, it would include nudity, it would include so many other things based on the Islamic understanding. So, if a person is on a very high level of morality, he will definitely or she will definitely achieve a sense of comfort a sense of fulfillment, a nur or a light that comes from their face because Allah promises you that. And they would achieve the happiness, the contentment that comes with it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us every goodness. So Allah says, Yanha wal munkar. Allah prohibits you from evil, munkar, that which is evil, sinful. 
and al-baghi refers to crossing the limits crossing the boundaries allah doesn't want you to cross the limits he has set a boundary don't cross that you know it's called transgression do not transgress don't go beyond what allah has ordained so if you are going to protect yourself from immorality evil and transgression you have succeeded that's allah Allah has promised you and guaranteed you that you save yourself from immorality, evil and transgression, mashallah. So reconnecting with revelation would ensure that you engage in good things and stay away from bad things. And you recognize what's good and bad. Someone might say, for example, what's a big deal about how I dress? Well, if you're a believer, there is a big deal. If you believe, and you actually take the word of Allah as important, and surely it's a big deal. If Allah told you don't do this, how could you claim to be a believer and ignore that? That's why Allah says, مَا كَانَ لِمُؤْمِنٍ وَلَا مُؤْمِنَ إِذَا قَضَ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ أَمْرًا أَنْ يَكُونَ لَهُمُ الْخِيَارَةُ مِنْ أَمْرِهِمْ Surah Al-Ahzab, Allah says, a believer, a person who believes, male or female, it is not befitting for them to call themselves believers and then claim that I have a choice regarding what the Almighty wants and doesn't want and has instructed and hasn't instructed and the messenger has instructed and not instructed. What was the claim of belief for in the first place? And remember, we believe that revelation was sent in order for us to be able to lead the best life in terms of quality with the challenges and the hardships and the tests that are going to come in our direction, the Almighty will continue to keep us afloat and keep us happy and content and smiling all the time. And this is why the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, no matter what difficulty and hardship he went through, he always thanked Allah. It could have been worse. He was always grateful to the Almighty and he never complained to the Almighty about the hardship that he was in. So we ask Allah Almighty to grant us from his goodness and Allah Almighty definitely says that those who believe male and female and those who do good deeds male and female, Allah will grant them a good life. A good life. And in the hereafter, paradise awaits them. May Allah grant us goodness in this world and the next. Aqulu qawli hadha wa sallallahu wa sallama wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad.